You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of data integrity when working with AI models. With me today is John Jeske, Solution Architect and CTO for the Advanced Technology Innovation Group at KMS Technology. Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast, and thanks for coming on. Morning, Jacob. Thanks. It's great to have you here. To start off for our audience, can you provide an overview of the importance of data integrity uh, when it comes to generative AI models? And how is this impacting the reliability of the AI-generated content? Sure. It's uh, become a really important question. Data integrity is, is really paramount in the generative AI space because it the quality of the data has a direct influence on the accuracy and usefulness of, of data from the models. Um, having having high quality and unbiased and and timely data uh, ensures that the the generated content is reliable and relevant, and that that's particularly important in in uh, critical sectors like healthcare and finance. On the other side of that, compromised or, or or dirty data can can produce outputs that in, incorporate bias or maybe misleading, irrelevant, and potentially uh, cause substantial real world consequences. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I imagine this is all the more important for generative AI because of all the um, all the derivative works that come from from a search, correct? So no, it just right. kind of amplifies right. each That's right. The cascading effect of, uh, of, of bad data can be amplified or, or in some cases concealed in such a way that it makes the uh, the model uh, model results really unreliable and potentially dangerous to the users uh, right. in terms of you know the business context. The the challenges in maintaining the data are are, are manifold. Biases in the data set we, we talked about, uh, currency, the reliability of data sources, all those are are really important. There are a number of effective strategies that that organizations can use to to help to help manage the data and then. Include things like uh, regular audits and updating, um, uh, having having a well-defined data pipeline. Um, mm -hmm. In the case of building models and developing models, sourcing data from from diverse uh, diverse sources and implementing uh, bias mitigation technologies or techniques can can certainly improve that. Um, it's not data integrity is not just about the immediate accuracy of the AI models. It's important for establishing user confidence and and and, and ensuring reliability to decision makers. And there, are, of course, compliance questions and, and the, the long term sustainability of the of, of your AI investment. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And uh, so you mentioned that managing these challenges are is more important in certain industries. And and can you go into a little bit more about like what are some of the technologies to to tackle that bias and and reliability issues? Kind of the the, the key approaches to that uh, to to data management are really having a, a robust data governance strategy on the front end to manage um, sources. To manage and 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 use use business stakeholders to help steward the data and ensure the accuracy of, of your your uh, internal data, developing developing reliability in the uh, reliable data sources 
or uh, exogenous data that you need to incorporate in developing a, a, a complete model uh, is uh, is another important aspect, another important element in that strategy. Can you share some examples of cases when data integrity issues have led to significant consequences uh, in the development or after the deployment of certain Gen AI models? Yeah, there's a, there's been kind of an unfortunate uh, surplus of those lately. Um, we met we were met with the, uh, the CEO of a large organization recently, and they they'd invested in developing a uh, a fairly complex forecasting model for their business. Unfortunately, when the uh, when when the CFO and the finance team began began reviewing the model output, they they pretty quickly recognized that the results were nonsense, uh, and they had mm-hmm. the the company had spent a significant amount of time and money in getting in getting to the uh, in in developing the model, uh, but because of the data integrity issues that they found, kind of the uh, the investment was. Uh, was somewhat sort of wasted because the results were just not usable. Mm-hmm. There's a, been a couple of, exi- of of recent examples too. Um, uh, this summer, Gannett's uh, AI bot for lead AI uh, that they were using to generate uh, sports articles, particularly for local markets and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, it began omitting details and, and including placeholders and, and, and introducing errors into the into the reporting so that uh, the, the Gannett ultimately had to uh, had to step back from the from using it and there was uh, another instance where uh, the iTutor group uh, their recruiting software was excluding applicants based on age uh, and the EEOC ultimately uh, found that uh, 200 qualified applicants were rejected and I think the company uh, was uh, was uh, I think the company got a, had a significant fine as a result of the uh, mm-hmm. of the violation. Yeah, um, and you mentioned um, in a in a previous call that we had, uh, you were talking about how transparency uh, goes a long way in getting the trust of the the customer. So, are you seeing that a lot of the companies that are using or building these AI models uh, are kind of showing glimpses behind the curtain? And, and you know how about how are they going about doing that? Yeah, um, I think the best implementations of, of generative AI, the companies will will uh, perhaps not not disclose you know the 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 details of the sausage making, but they'll certainly tell you the data sources that are embedded in the model and they're used to train the model, and they'll give you a sense of the structure uh, and, and the uh, the. Uh, Data management considerations like frequency of updates, in addition to sources and structures, uh, and, and this whole the whole move toward towards um, uh, responsible AI uh, is is kind of is beginning to establish guardrails for both transparency and disclosure, and guidelines for incorporating data into modeling. Are a lot of these things found out after the fact once people have seen the corrupted data? So and and are fixing it retrogressively. Yeah, it can be hard. It can be hard for humans to detect data, those kind of those those kind of problems in large data sets because we we just we can't absorb and and categorize uh, and identify patterns in in large data sets like that. Mm-hmm. So the most the most successful folks that, that in in building models 
use an iterative approach where they'll experiment with chunks of data and right. uh, and and review the results and begin and begin looking for for things like uh, institutionalized bias and for quantitative errors for in, in financial data and so on and one of the one of the useful things in in iteratively building a model is to is to be able to highlight those those kind of, of undesirable behaviors um, as you as you progress without before you before you kind of build out the entire the entire model structure mm-hmm. because finding that data after you've gone through an elaborate and extensive exercise of modeling out uh, a very large data set can be can be quite expensive having to essentially um, re-engineer the data and retrain the model great no. well thank you so much for your insight are there any like any key highlights or or any best practices that stand out for organizations um, so that they can verify the accuracy accuracy and authenticity of the data being used having having your subject matter experts in the organization particularly where you're building models that are based on internally acquired data such as customer support data or or internal financials uh, internal performance metrics and things of that nature mm-hmm. having subject matter experts involved in stewarding the data involved in the data governance practice can be really important because those are the folks that understand the processes that generate the data and and they are the ones who are most capable to to identify potential problems in smaller data segments in in their in their vertical segments right so having their enrollment in the process and having them participate in in the regular auditing reviews and and management of the of the inbound data can be really helpful in refining and in, in ensuring the quality of the data there are tools uh, that are available um, to help ensure consistency and data quality. And they, they can be introduced to the data governance practice kind of on the front end uh, and, and provide, uh, you know, really useful insights into, into patterns that are seen in the data just at, at, at a higher level and perhaps potentially prevent those, those uh, undesirable elements in the data, the undesirable patterns such as biases or, or errant financial uh, co- uh, data from from making it into the model while they're not inexpensive to implement in, in many cases they they can uh, they can provide substantial savings over the long term as you build as you as you continue to to exploit your your data and and build and manage uh, new model pipelines mm-hmm. I see and are, are the subject matter experts are they normally coming from with within the organization that know you know what the what the business metrics are or are they AI experts well the people, the people that you want to the people that you want to include on the front end are, are those those internal folks where where your model is is based around internally generated data supporting your customers uh, dealing with your financials dealing with your your business operations having people that participate in those operations that understand what cre- what creates the data on the front end is is really helpful because they're the ones who are who are potentially the most knowledgeable in what the data should look like and can give you insights into possible errors in the way you're capturing it or in in collection systems and 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 uh, help you mitigate those on the front end right for mm-hmm. for data that's produced in in 
exogenous systems in, in data that you purchase and so on, having the outside experts that ha that are responsible or that participate in producing that data can be can, can contribute to data quality for you as well. So, mm -hmm. and, and that, that might be part of the conversation that you have when, when purchasing or acquiring external data is to say, do you have someone who can help us understand what what typical patterns we should expect to see in this data, the sort of things that we should expect to see in the data that we're buying from you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much again, John. Uh, we definitely covered a lot of ground here. Uh, is there anything else uh, important that, you, that you'd like to add that we maybe we didn't touch on? Data management, data, you know, master data management or data management in general has been been a real a, a real challenge since the digital age really 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 began and this onslaught of data that that we're developing you know in, in petabytes daily now uh, only exacerbates that problem and using these using artificial intelligence to exploit that data um, is, is you know just a, a marvelous frontier where it's, it's mm -hmm. changing so quickly and it's adding so much power to our analytic capabilities but if we don't manage the inbound data on the front end um, we, we really run the risk of, of not only getting poor answers from the data, but potentially doing real, real harm um, uh, as, as these systems mm -hmm. begin to support more and more activities, uh, more and more things that are that are in the physical world and not just in the digital world. Right. Yeah. And it seems like it's getting to a point where, or at least some point ahead in the future, where everyone's going to be feeding all of their data through AI for for analysis. So it's like. It's good yeah. to have the uh, you know these pioneering steps to get it right. Uh, Jacob, the you know the autonomous agents of the future are, are you know they're on their way. They're mm. they're, they're they're coming, and uh, and when the, as those tools become more popular and, and more more widely adopted, I, I think we'll see uh, increased focus, increased attention on on data governance and data quality. All right. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show, and I want to thank you again for coming on. You bet. Thanks a lot, Jake. Appreciate it. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev.